for today's kernel, we're going to hop back into the Apple podcast reviews. This one comes in from Jay Barshop. Jay wrote, it's obvious Chris puts extraordinary effort into covering important topics and finding guests that are authentic and truly care about being a positive force in this world. The insights they bring to bear are still mind blowing every single time. Jay, I really appreciate you taking the time to leave that really kind review and hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Last week, I got to share with you a little bit about my investment plan, my investment strategy. And my main goal is just to keep things simple. I want things to be as simple as possible. And I do that through investing in index funds. I went through it. I gave you an explanation of what index funds are and how they work, but I'm constantly trying to think of new ways to explain these terms to make them a little bit clearer, a little more grounded, because <laughs> sometimes it's really hard to not use jargon and then have to go into explanations about what all this jargon means. So I've been working on a new explanation that I want to share with you all. And to give you a quick summary of what we talked about last week, I mentioned that I invest in index funds because they're simple, easy to use, and they've been proven to work over the long run when it comes to investing. The example I used a lot was the S&P 500 index fund. And just in case you don't remember what that is, The S&P 500 is what they call an index, and an index really is just a grouping of investments that are tracked in order to give us an idea of how things are going. You know, what's the market doing? We can look at, uh, in this example, 500 of the largest stocks being traded in the U.S., and it gives us a pretty good idea of how things are going. A mutual fund is just a collection of investments that are packaged together and then sold to us, the investors. All right, so now that we got those two quick kind of recaps out of our way, Let's jump into the analogy that I want to use to kind of make all this hopefully connect a little bit better and make a little more sense. Since this show's called Popcorn Finance, I thought I have to use food in this analogy. It only makes sense. And so for this analogy, I'm going to use cake as our example. I want you to think about it like this. A mutual fund is a cake. okay? And an S&P 500 index fund is just a specific type of cake. Just like how carrot cake is cake, but it's just a very specific type of cake. An index fund is a mutual fund. It's just a very specific type of mutual fund. It's a mutual fund that is made to look exactly like the S&P 500. It has everything that's inside of that index inside of this fund. So I want you to imagine you're at a party. You're having a good time with your friends and then they wheel out this big cake. It's big carrot cake. Okay. And this carrot cake is an S&P 500 cake. They cut you a slice and you're like, this cake is amazing. You go right to the caterer and you're like, where can I get some more of this cake? And they're like, you know what? Sorry, we don't really sell this anywhere. We just made this one cake. And that's kind of like the S&P 500. It exists. It's there. Uh, It's used to as an indicator to track how things are going in the stock market, but they don't sell it. You can't go to them and buy some of this S&P 500. It just doesn't work that way. Similarly, this cake, you can't buy it. This caterer has no way of selling this to you. But they say, here, we can give you the recipe. We can tell you what's inside of this cake. And if you want to try to make it yourself, you can do that. The S&P 500 also has a a recipe and the the ingredients would be things like Apple, Google, Tesla. These are the ingredients that make up the S&P 500. These would be the equivalent of 
the eggs, the flour, the butter, the sugar, milk, all those things that go into a cake. You can go to the grocery store and you can buy all of those ingredients and you can go home and, and bake the cake yourself. But the thing is, it's going to be hard to keep all of these ingredients in stock in the correct amounts because you go and you bake your first cake and it's going to be fine. You know, hopefully you follow the, the recipe and everything turns out great. But maybe now after you make that first cake, you have too much flour, but not enough milk. Things are out of balance. And this can happen as well. If you go online, you can easily go and see what stocks and in what proportion make up the S&P 500. And you can go out and you can buy all 500 of those stocks if you like and build your own S&P 500 within your own investment account. But the thing is, things can change over time. So let's say, for example, in the S&P 500, 499 of those stocks, the price stays exactly where it was when you bought it. But Tesla, which is a component of the S&P 500, the price just goes through the roof. It's, it, it's going crazy. The price is all over the place. Now, when you look at your your portfolio, your, your investment account, it no longer looks exactly the same as the S&P 500. You have a little more Tesla stock now comparatively to what you had when you first started. I mean, it's still a collection of investments. It's still in your investment account, and I'm sure things will still be fine, but it is not exactly the S&P 500 anymore. It would be just like if you added a little more milk to your cake recipe. I'm sure if you baked it, it would still be a cake and it would probably taste fine, but it's not going to be exactly the same cake that you were trying to make and that you tried earlier. So you saw the recipe and you're like, you know what? I really don't feel like buying 500 ingredients myself to make this cake. Let me go online and see if there's anyone else who's selling this S&P 500 cake. You go on Yelp and you find out that there's a local bakery that sells this S&P 500 cake. So you're like, great. You head over there the next day and you see that they have it for sale, but the whole cake is, is about $75. And you're like, I don't really want to spend $75 on cake. But you find out they actually just sell slices as well. And a slice is only $7. I mean, $7 feels like a lot for a slice of cake. I don't know how much a slice of cake costs these days, but let's just say it's $7. And you think to yourself, $7 is a much better price than $70. This is how index funds work. A Vanguard or Fidelity, which are brokers, they're like your bakeries. They go out, they look up the ingredients of the S&P 500, and then they build it on their own and they sell it to you, the investor, as an index fund. And they sell it to you in shares, just like how you can buy a slice of cake. You can buy one share of a S&P 500 mutual fund from one of these brokers, one of these bakers. When you think about a slice of cake, each slice is identical and each slice is made up of the same ingredients. It's not like one slice has a bunch of eggs in it and one slice is full of milk. <laughs> each slice carries the same proportion of ingredients as the next. Each share of these index funds have the same makeup. So when I buy one share of this S&P 500 index fund, my money is being spread among all 500 companies in the correct proportion just by buying this one share. It, it saves me time and I get to benefit from all of their work. But just like when you go to a bakery and you buy that piece of cake, it's going to be more expensive than if you were to just go and buy the ingredients yourself. There is going to be a small fee associated with purchasing these index funds because there is someone behind the scenes making these trades and putting the ingredients together to make this index fund for you, the fees are going to be minimal because they're just going to be copying someone else's recipe. Essentially, it's not like they had to go and just 
make this new recipe up and they're constantly coming up with new recipes and they're charging you a premium for the fact that they're getting creative <laughs> with what they're doing. An index fund is just a very basic, simple cake that they already have the recipe to that they're just copying. So for that reason, there's a lot less work, a lot less effort in putting this thing together. All right, so that is the analogy that I've been working on to hopefully make the concept of what an index fund is and how it works a little bit clearer. I'd love to hear your feedback. Let me know if you're like, Chris, you just made me even more confused. Never give me that analogy again. Please let me know. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback and I won't ever tell you all this analogy again. If you want to give me feedback, though, you can come join me over on Instagram. You can find me at Popcorn Finance Podcast or you're always welcome to send me an email or you can send that to questions at popcornfinance.com. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Be boring. Remember, be a boring investor. And I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.